0: episode 24 we've got the kobe episode for you is it recording it's recording videos recording i think at least let's go let's go uh but episode 24 we've got some some live pga drama of course coming at you because all of that started unfolding it was tuesday last week right so it was,
1: it was literally the day we the day the that pod. we
0: released the pod we should so have an emergency pod we almost we i feel like we almost smiley did smiley
1: kaufman did Excited Been listening to his show. Yeah. It's like a Series XM podcast. And they did an emergency pod. I think Foreplay did too.
0: Yeah, most yeah. people did an emergency pod. We did not because we gotta let the information trickle out. Yeah. You know, no need to just rush and say a headline ever. Uh-huh. ever. Exactly. So it was, it was strategy. Live. <laughs> Live. Public but, investment fund. But before we get into all of that, on this day in history, what happened? Hit us with Dude, that. Dude,
1: couple big. Items,
0: big items.
1: You ever heard of the United States flag? You no. ever seen that bad boy? No. In seventeen, we're talking about the stars and bars. The stars and bars, baby. In seventeen seventy seven, the Continental Congress approved the stars and stripes of mm. the United States national flag.
0: Interesting. Ninth-
1: seventeen seventy seven. I almost said nineteen. I you was... seventy seven, guys. Nineteen ninety seven. Believe it or not, the flag hasn't been around that Columbus long. Columbus <laughs> sailed the ocean blue. Okay, and the number two. Number two, you know him as Phil Jackson. Okay, some know him as arguably the best coach ever in NBA history. Of arguably your favorite team, he in 2009 won his tenth NBA championship when the Los Angeles Lakers defeated the Orlando Magic. Hmm. The Orlando Magic haven't won an NBA game since. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair.
0: Speaking of, <laughs> Denver's up three one. They got a game tonight on Monday. Oh
1: yeah, any chance the Heat win today?
0: Uh, I mean they're playing a game, so there's a chance. I guess it's about. No, I think that one's going to Game Six. Uh okay. NHL, we have tonight with the episode comes out on Tuesday. Game which five, is pumped up, Vegas yeah. is up three to one. So once again, the NBA and the NHL are just mirroring each other these playoffs, which they is, have been mirroring it's, it's each kind other. Kind of wild. Kind of
1: in a weird, in a weird, in way. a very weird way. But I will say. Man, I really want to see like a game seven somewhere. I know. Gosh, be... I don't think we're going to hey, get it.
0: If, if last series went the way that it did, where there's almost a comeback from the Celtics, there's a chance.
1: And uh, I think it was last game, uh, Kepka was the one beating the drum. <laughs> Dude, he's living his best life that, right now. But Brooks Kepka, it was the one like with the Florida Panthers mm-hmm. when they played the home game the other night. He was like beating the drum. It was, it was kind of sick. Dude, I he's forgot... having a
0: time. He's traveling everywhere.
1: Dude, good for him. Honestly, my guy Brooks Kepka.
0: Brooks Kepka. And then we talked about the cover last week. Josh Allen was in fact on it. Yeah, I Did saw. you see this though? They botched the cover. So if you zoom in on the deluxe edition, his face mask, one of the bars just goes halfway across and it stops. It was just a fun little detail. Really? Yeah. Why? You can see it right up there. So it's like coming around and then it's just cut off. I think
1: wait, you mean like down? Like this? No, one
0: of the crossbars coming across. So it's like the second one from the top. Going horizontally oh, across his I see. face, oh, I it see. stops right before his mouth. So, way to go, EA Sports.
1: They were so your focused, head wasn't in the game. They were so focused on these little details that they forgot that detail. It was like it was like today for me. I drove past the house or the recording studio. Okay, I do it all the time.
0: That's. I don't understand how that means you're so focused on the detail that you missed the like detail. Like I'm so in my so head. So not focused on the details.
1: No, so focused on like the details of what I'm thinking about and not the it details. It sounds like just
0: lost in thought and not detailed.
1: It, I'm lost in my detailed thought. That's what I'm I saying. Okay. Dude, I had to- uh, Whatever else you sleep I in had night. to look up the word scrutiny today mm-hmm. because I said in one of my videos, uh, they are analyzing it with scrutiny. And I was like, does that work?
0: analyzed with scrutiny
1: and i looked it up i don't know if it works
0: but i mean I think that kind of works i've never analyzed with scrutiny
1: yeah because scrutiny is like analyzed. normally it's they would say like, like analyzing i feel like they th-
0: normally say like they scrutinized is that yeah. right yeah but yeah.
1: dude it popped in my head i said it and you i didn't want to i didn't want to re-record it again
0: hey way to go way to so. go oh one other thing before we get going
1: why is uh. josh allen on the cover
0: because that's who they chose. I mean, here's the thing: he's such been
1: a trash QB. He's not. No, he's Every,
0: not. it's he's so not. everyone loves to like rag on him for being overrated. It's become the cool thing to do. He's he's not as good as Patrick Mahomes. I don't think he's that overrated though. Like he's clearly we've we've both said in the top four... Top three really quarterbacks.
1: Yeah, that's because a lot of quarterbacks suck in the NFL now. No, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> coming no, in with this, uh, some some
0: well educated takes <laughs> here.
1: No, I I mean he's definitely top five QB for yeah. sure. I did, now I just don't think he's like Madden cover QB. But oh, like,
0: so besides Jalen Hurts, who else would it be though? Oh, Joe Burrow.
1: That's
0: who you want. That's who you want. I, I mean, whatever.
1: Oh man, Joe Burrow.
0: Anyway. In other news... Aaron Rodgers
1: so, with a Jets uniform? That <laughs> would actually be pretty sick. I'm
0: so <laughs> curious to see how that pans off. Yeah. You know, he's at OTAs, which... He's like, this is the most
1: fun I've had playing football in forever.
0: Propaganda. But anyway, so this weekend, played played some golf. It was fun. But with it, uh, one of my buddies, Belt from Belt Tightener Fitness, a.k.a. Eric Shaver, was in town. And got to give him a shout-out because he's been sharing the pod, a good old evangelist of the pod. So shout-out. Let's Belt go. from Belt Tightener Fitness. My guy, you play golf with him. Yeah,
1: you broke ninety.
0: I did. It Let's wasn't the first time, but it was the first time since the fall. This season.
1: This season. That's a big deal. Which you yeah. played a and lot. And then this immediately season.
0: <laughs> bounced back. <laughs> oh, where's, he, where's,
1: uh, where's he from?
0: From here, it's living in Boston now, though. Oh, gotcha. But yeah, cool. So is we'll he get a big Boston fan? fan? We we'll have to get him on the pod to see. Mm. Got to get him on.
1: But everyone's a Bruins fan now.
0: Every every single one. Uh, don't worry, Iceman throws some shade at you in his uh, Iceman's Unsung Hero, so I'm I'm ready for you to hear. it. No, he didn't. I sh- I shouldn't have spoiled it, but stay tuned.
1: You know what? I take back all the nice things I've said about this. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, Iceman, you should come visit, man. Like, you should not come visit. You were mean to me. Yeah. yeah see what all I right. see what I say now. I'm done hearing
0: myself talk about the weekend because PGA Live. So there's a lot we don't know.
1: mm Hmm.
0: Here's a little list. I was trying to compile things that I feel like we do know about this to yes. unpack it. One, it seems like not a lot of people involved in the deal. Like it was almost kept a secret. secret. We know yeah, a lot of players. It was impressive that there weren't any leaks. CNBC breaks the news. Uh, so I don't know who all was involved. I don't know if all of that's out yet, but it seemed limited. Uh, let's be honest, too. We know the PGA just couldn't keep competing with Liv for paying players.
1: So they also couldn't pay the lawsuits
0: Right. Well, that that's another piece to it.
1: So it literally like,
0: there's. I mean, money. It, they got
1: they got outspent.
0: I think that this was, Live's play all along. They're I just so they're just too, trying yeah. to get into it. Clearly, moral. All of these things aside, you know that to have as much money as the Saudi like public investment fund has, you have to make smarter business decisions than what Live has been. So clearly. They were just dumping money in, knowing that they could outlast the PGA, and then something would happen. I do you disagree?
1: I think that was probably their plan. I don't know. I, I don't know if I would say that like this is their exact plan, but I, I would say that their plan was probably to dump a ton of money into essentially like money wash. Or what's a sports wash? Sports wash, yeah, which I mean. we
0: definitely need to get into some of that.
1: But I, I don't okay. think this was their exact plan. But I imagine they thought, like, hey, we can outspend them and, and create a different. League. Uh, yeah,
0: I think it's at, it was some way of getting a seat at the table. Whether it completely succeeds, whether or it's just a power play or, or a merge. Yep. Yep. Uh, which they've done. So w- what you were hitting at lawsuits? There were both people were suing each other, but the PGA didn't have money for it uh, initially. Or like interestingly enough, with this deal all lawsuits were completely dropped. Yes. So that, that obviously was a big play. So
1: yeah, huge play, because huge even play. Jay, the commissioner of the PGA, said that they couldn't afford to stay in lawsuits for much longer. Like they already dipped into their reserve fund. Um, but a couple of things I want to mention here that I think is very important. The LIV and PGA did not merge. The, PI, the Saudis PIF and the PGA merged. So technically what happened... Is Liv and PGA are still going to be two leagues? Okay, but now they're going to be run under the same for-profit organization.
0: Which, because up until now, the PGA has been a non-profit, nonprofit. Which it's the only remaining sports league that's been a nonprofit, right? I believe so. I, I believe yeah. so. All of most of them were I don't think at some point is
1: a non-profit. But anyway, uh, so the Saudi's Public Investment Fund and the PGA merged to create this for-profit company. So. Jay Monahan is now the CEO of this for-profit company with unlimited money.
0: And Al Ramayan is the is it, chairman. Correct, because he's
1: the head of the PIF.
0: Because they're running the business side, right? And then the PGA, as it is, is, is essentially running the events.
1: So what I, what I compose from it is Jay and the, the new for-profit company, mm-hmm. right? Whatever that name is, is, is in charge now of the DP World Tour, Mm -hmm. right, of the European League, of PGA, and then also of the LIV. So now Jay is technically like ahead of LIV, but apparently it's different because of the money. And like, for example, all those guys who were offered deals that took it and took Mm -hmm. all that money, but there's guys who didn't take the money. So they're like sitting here like, what in the world? So those guys now are going to receive an equity stake, supposedly, in the new for-profit company.
0: Because the ones... there's something, either, they're saying that either the people who took the deals with Live are going to have to pay to get back. Correct. Or, or there's got to be some kind of money, because it doesn't take much of a brain to realize that's not going to add up if Correct. you just go to Live, you cash in $200 million, you come back, everything's the same.
1: So they're going to probably, it sounds like right now, they're going to suspend players and there's going to be some type of like committee process for players from the live, mm-hmm. but they're still tours. Like the live apparently is still going to be a thing. And so is PGA tour. Um, Cause
0: then I've, I've also seen people saying that maybe live will be like a team aspect that comes into PGA. Maybe like maybe in the fall, there's a little bit of team stuff going on. I don't know. Maybe. Or does it all revert back? Is it different? But along with everything going on, the Saudi PIF has said that they're going to dump or willing to dump like billions in to the PGA. So either way, I mean, okay, Well, well, you go ahead. What were you about to say?
1: It, I just, I couldn't imagine being a player that stayed loyal to the PGA tour, didn't take the money. And then now you're hearing that they're merging with the Saudis PIF. Like, think about that. Like, they were mm-hmm. probably kicking, like, <laughs> they were all about loyalty. And Jay, who was the chairman of the PGA, was all about, like, loyalty, brand, all this stuff. And then they're like, nope, well, we're going to merge. Well, yeah, because, I mean,
0: so there's a lot going on where uh, the families of 9-11 victims were talking about it. Do you see all this yeah, stuff? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Like yeah, and like their,
0: Jay Monahan yeah. comes out, and he's uh, basically, like, saying, have you ever had to apologize for being part of the PGA? And then not long later this is happening and to me my like bottom line thought is like you just cannot trust like the people in power of sports nah. organizations like how many times in the nfl do you see play hurt like you're going to get taken care of and you're just a pawn and you have a bad and season don't. it's that yeah. and you're dumped here it's like rory like pst, turn down the money like how many times did Jay uh mountain say if you stay out like the pga is going to take care of you And like, (laughs) maybe they will, but like the hypocrisy, like immediately just turns around and follows the money, like, which to my point all along, I like joked a lot about like long live golf and stuff like that. Let's be clear. I'm not on board with everything that's been happening in Saudi Arabia and uh, all all the human rights issues along with that, but I was on board with challenging the PGA because the PGA Clearly, like, the money's coming from the same place a lot of ways. They're Mm -hmm. trying to take the moral high ground. Right. Just, and the players are getting screwed out of the money. Then all of a sudden, they're going to go for the money, too. You know what I mean? Like, the hypocrisy is infuriating with it.
1: It just goes to show, like, it's never personal. It's all business. Yeah. Especially for these big, like, oh, okay. Here's the second part of what I want to say earlier. I just remembered. How in the world this is not an antitrust violation, right? (laughs) Think about it. Liv was suing the PGA Tour for being a monopoly and then merged. (laughs) That's like Apple, seriously. Like in the golf world, that's like Apple merging with, Verizon, I don't know, it's like, you know, the top, <laughs> Apple and Samsung, more like Apple and Samsung merging together.
0: But dropping the lawsuits, they're just-
1: Dropping it. lawsuits, mer- like, that's a monopoly, like, in the in the United States, at least, you're not allowed to have, like, these quote-unquote, like, mergers to have monopolies, because of capitalism. And now, like, what, what is this doing?
0: I mean, that is a good question. To be honest, I just don't know enough, because, I mean, the NFL did it, with, like, the NFC and the AFC. Um, And I guess that's their argument. Like, there have been plenty of other leagues. I, I don't know, though. I mean, I guess, potentially, it was, I don't know, it's all speculation I was about to say. Like, I don't know if it's any different since they said that if you go to the live, you can't come back to the PGA like, maybe it needs to be an open door if you go between. I don't really know.
1: I have no idea. Yeah, that's what. Um, but the but Liv was suing the PGA for the antitrust violations and then merged. And, and then, then dropped everything. So that's what I'm saying. Like, what?
0: It's comes down to money. And then
1: did you see the asked Biden? No. I didn't see the actual video, but I read an article. So I don't know how. Once again, you can't take You take everything from the grain of so, salt. I heard they asked Biden what he thought about it. And he practiced his golf swing.
0: I did see that uh, there's just no response from the White House about all of this.
1: And I could be – this was like a maybe a Yahoo article, so it could be – 100% factual. Could be wrong, but I I heard that. Anyways, but, so I guess Phil Mickelson was right all along. Yeah. I mean – I mean, he's he was like – I forgot he tweeted something when it happened, like just so positive and happy. I and I was like – this guy failed, just took millions upon millions. And, and then, then
0: kind of seemingly came out on top.
1: And he almost won the freaking, what was it, the Masters? Yeah, he finished second in the yeah, Masters.
0: It was with the great last round. Dude. But so I've been talking about secession. I know you haven't watched it, but it just legitimately feels like real life secession. Really? It seemed like there are like helicopters flying in because uh, what is it, Dunn, who was brokering the deal. And he's like There's anti live, yeah. but then apparently he hunkered down at a clubhouse and there are like helicopters flying in. Oh, really? Uh, and then, I mean, just clearly the backstabbing, just chasing the money, like brokering a deal. This is just, I don't know. Greg Norman, though, that's another interesting player with this because been anti-PGA since pretty much the 90s, right? Like he's had gripes with the yeah. PGA for yeah. a long time. Gets Liv going, and then it's... From everything I've seen, very unclear where he sits with this new. Yeah, I know. Like, I mean, I guess to your point, if the PGA and Liv are still going on, I guess he's still.
1: Yeah, he tweeted um, something like "Live's not going away" or something, <laughs> something like that. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see like. When the dust Was he settles. involved at all? Who knows? Who knows, man? I just. It's kind of sad because the way it looks like, from the outside in, is that the PGA didn't have a ch- like any choice. Like this is their only option like, yeah. or they were going to run out of money. Which kind of, it's a weird way to think about it.
0: The sad thing, no matter how you slice it, it still comes down to the money, whether they were Gosh. actually out of options or if they were just following the money and playing it a different, right. def- like we, I tend to not give the benefit of the doubt that much. Maybe I should more, that's but I tend to be skeptical Especially of
1: it. That's why I hate publicly traded companies.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's a mess right now. I'm curious to see how it shakes up. But again, I just, to me, the moral is players can't trust the organization's going to be looking at. Absolutely not.
1: No, I'm serious. It's the same thing with like publicly traded companies. I fully, like, they only. Dude, it's the same thing. The money, I just, when you're talking about that
0: much money, it's not clean most places you look. Which was my, another one of my gripes originally with the PGA. It's like you're taking the moral high ground.
1: But you get sponsors from these same these like
0: other companies coming in, so yeah. it's interesting. But we were, uh, talked about it a little bit earlier. But the sports washing, yeah, is very interesting. So for anyone who hasn't heard this term, it's essentially like trying to launder your like reputation through sports. So it's like using sports yes. as something to cover wrongdoings uh, of any kind. A lot of times with businesses, oil companies are trying to do it with environmental responsibilities, and now we're seeing like these different regimes do it with unfortunately like human rights abuses so recently okay i saw this this is kind of interesting apparently it's not really a new thing if you go back to one of the original olympic games this is a little bit different but it's the same concept is i guess athens was in a war and they were like pretty much done and uh one of their like i guess it was emperor, I don't know what the ruling structure was at the time, but came to the Olympic games with like a huge show of power and like the chariots and stuff like, we're talking like Formula One style here. okay? okay. And then like dominated it. And they're like, we can't even like afford that. But it was just like totally just a flex to like show power through it. So it like changed the perception of Athens with it. Anyway, no idea, I just saw that anecdote. That's cool. But recently we have Saudi Arabia, obviously, with the Live Golf, now PGA, uh, China hosting the Winter Olympics, We have Qatar with the 2022 World Cup. Yeah, that's huge. Uh, Not to mention a number of different oil companies that have have been wrapped up in stuff with soccer teams. That have just dumped. So kind of like, as we mentioned, the problem with this is it allows companies to just escape blame because you get so wrapped up in a sports.
1: And it puts a good image on your name.
0: it, it, It does. And so, and even past that, it's like, how many times do you hear like the phrase, like, let's not politicize sports? Right. And it kind of just, again, allows people to dodge it. Yeah. Interesting enough, I didn't feel like it was working with Live. It almost did the opposite. Like it drew a ton of attention to like the Saudi PIF.
1: I think so too.
0: But I don't think that's going to be the case with this new one.
1: I agree. Yeah. Now it's going to be 100% like... Cause the way they're spinning it is it's good for the game. Like the more money that can be. Okay, I'm, I'm into so the glad game. you brought
0: that up. I meant to bring that up. I've seen the PGA now talk about how it's unifying the game. Yes. It's good for the game. I'm like, can we just get, it's a load of bollocks. Yes. Like, yes. It's about the money.
1: It is hundred percent, which
0: it was incredibly frustrating with when people started going to live or not. Some people were taking the moral high ground. Some people were saying it's about generational wealth. It's like, it was about the money. Like, yeah, just say it. Some people did own it, some people didn't. Yeah. And then from the PGA standpoint, they took the moral high ground and then turned around and like the second they needed the money, flipped
1: on it. They did.
0: So, yeah.
1: well, it, it's and I think now, I mean, there the tough part is the P, so originally the PGA was just criticizing live and Saudi Arabia and just pretty much condemning them mm-hmm. left and right. But now they're like welcoming, welcoming them with open arms and It's going how unify good it is the, game. For the game
0: of golf. Well, wow, it's going to change it and, for everyone. And
1: I will say, I mean, there definitely are certain aspects that are good for the game. Like extra money being dumped into golf is definitely good for the game. Like yeah. it's good for like uh, the viewer experience. It's good for the level of talent. Right? Uh-huh. Like the like the players and people growing up watching and you know, we were growing up. You were like, if you made I remember when I was like ten years old and I was first watched the PGA and someone made like eighty thousand dollars in a tournament just by finishing thirtieth or whatever it is, I was like, Holy smokes, that's a lot of money. Now you make like three hundred thousand dollars if you make if you're top 30 in like a major or,
0: or even a lot of these non-majors the pot went, for, or like went or like winner went from getting like 1.2 to like three million and stuff over already in the last couple of years but now live. it might be but now it's 10. yes exactly which you know
1: yeah and and fit and, and 10th place might get 1.2 right yeah and you're like holy smokes anyways i mean definitely some parts i guess quote- unquote like are good for the game, but I mean, definitely there there are some parts that are not good for the game, especially with the sports wa- sports mm-hmm. washing, because now it's like, especially people in the next few years, I feel like you're gonna consider this a good thing.
0: Yeah, but which
1: it's not to get super pro- heavy
0: about it, but like, what's the right way forward? Like, I've been on record saying that I think if you look too hard at the money in a lot of places, it's like dirty, but then also there are some horrible things. I mentioned Qatar, China, Saudi yeah. Arabia. There's some really bad things happening in all three of those places. And so then as a sports fan. Where do you draw as, a line? Yeah, what do you do?
1: That's tough. Like where it do you tough. draw that line? Because I mean, if, even if like, think about NFL, MLB, a lot of these owners are corrupt, right? Like That's what, like a lot of the places you look. I know. So. And a lot of ways that they've made money, you know, Exactly. I'm, I'm. some of them. It's definitely. Yeah. Not. There's. It's there are always a generalization, but, but there's definitely. There's definitely some of them who, you know, have have been have built their empire off the wrong things.
0: So, I don't know. Speaking That's of a little that, too heavy for this spot. but know,
1: but speaking of that, I'm gonna, to make kind of light of it. I think I'm, I'm going to start like a, some kind of like addiction business, so like people like have to keep buying it, like Coke did with cocaine. You know how like the like in the twenties or whatever, Coke put like a little bit of like cocaine in their Coke. The coca leaf, coca
0: leaf is not a drug,
1: yeah, but it's addictive. <laughs> so I might start a company and just start putting like addictive substances in my product
0: with a non-addictive label. <laughs> yeah.
1: Start putting nicotine, like just straight <laughs> nicotine, in like in like my sports drink. Dude, Anyways, let me know how that goes because uh, yeah.
0: pretty soon you could buy the PGA. Yeah, I got to keep some it
1: more, up. I got to get some more Zen.
0: So last thing I wanted to say about this moving forward, though, sports washing, all of it. It's kind of more jumping back to the live uh, Saudi PIF merge. But check this. I heard yep. this on PMT and I was like, this is they're kind of on something. They're like, if it was eight billion, right, that the Reds or not Redskins, that the Washington commander sold for. Right.
1: So, yes, yeah, so six, six, seven, eight.
0: The prices of teams are going to go up and up. So the NFL has been able to keep people out. But so the question they brought up, which I thought was interesting, is say Jerry Jones sells the Cowboys in a few years. You're going to get into like a $10 million team, at least at that point. $10 billion team. Yeah, probably. Yeah. You're starting to get the point where less and less people can afford these teams. There just aren't a lot of people on the planet once it gets into the... Exactly. So... Wow. To add more to everything else, wow is this, they're getting a foothold in golf, but are they going to take over a lot of other sports when suddenly they're in the handful of people that can afford teams?
1: Where they start, well, you saw they're trying to do that with soccer too. Mm-hmm. Speaking of, so, well, Messi, we'll talk about it. Yeah,
0: we, we do need to talk about Messi at some point. Yeah. But anyway, just thought provoking. Moving on, though. dude,
1: that's a good point. 10 or, or you might have a lot more of these like collect like these people forming companies to buy, like, like eight different kind of like Ryan Reynolds does, right?
0: Or, or even with the group that bought Washington, it was like four or five people, but still, yeah. it's just once the price he tag might start gets higher and higher. Like,
1: like yeah. 30 people buy,
0: <laughs> might have to. Every team is public, like yeah. AFC Richmond.
1: Oh, I would buy them.
0: Okay. I'm going to be ranty here. I know I am. I'm sorry. Here we go. Uh, so regionals update. Or sorry, super regionals. South Carolina loss. First off, props to Florida. They pitched well. They played well. But I was getting mad during the games. Officiating, yeah. umpiring was awful. Again, game one, I think it actually did cost the game. Game two, we just n- never came alive. Florida, I don't want to diminish the fact that they deserve props for this. But so this is some interesting because, you Talk know, to my me. brain started going turning game one if you look at like the strike like the analytics afterwards there were 18 missed strike calls on south carolina so okay. strikes they called balls compared to four on florida pretty sizable
1: so strikes that they called balls so like the south carolina yeah. pitchers okay
0: so i saw that did my own research for game two and uh, i did anything that was like fringe i let it slide so it was like. No matter which way, even if it was inconsistent, if it was fringe, let it slide. So these were just the clear ones. There were 14 pitches that were um, called balls for South Carolina that were actually strikes compared to six for Florida. So again, inconsistent, but on top of it, there were two clear balls that were called strikes for Florida. Yep. So like, here you go, I've got this video and for anyone on YouTube, for South Carolina, this was a full count. They called it a walk um, and then a strike for Florida. So watch this.
2: Right, so
0: there's the Florida one. Watch, now look at that frame. So you can see, I think, I mean, it doesn't always get called hide stuff, but it's clearly higher, it's above the letters for us on the strike, below the letters, and then center of the plate versus edge of the Uh plate. You can look at where it's marked here. Anyway, not gonna get too much into the game. Other thing I will say though, is in game one, this was actually ridiculous. We had our shortstop, uh, got on first on an the air. There was an overthrow, and so he went to second, tripped over the legs of the first baseman, so hits the ground. The umpire points to it and calls interference. He gets his helmet, starts walking to second. They tag him out, and they call him out. What? Yeah. Then, obviously, our coaches and everyone are coming out oh, arguing. Oh, my
1: gosh, yeah. The,
0: he Our coach eventually went back to the dugout, but he was like, they did not give me any explanation. Like any somewhat satisfactory explanation for this.
1: They might just panicked. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So all this to say, it's just the game, whatever. But I was thinking, I was looking into home field advantage. Come to find out. (laughs) This is what's interesting. I'm calling it home field officiating. Because if you, home field advantage is a real thing. But if you look deeper into it, uh, people think a lot of times that the crowd's really loud. It's going to influence the players. Turns out that's not real. That's for the most part fiction. It doesn't really affect players. Uh, Another one is that travel is tough on players causing underperformance. Most pretty much. That's a non-factor field conditions help home team. You're used to it. Once again, pretty much not a factor. Really? Now the one thing that studies, I mean, maybe
1: I guess pride on the MLB though. Not really. Cause it's
0: like, yeah, your field's slightly different. And so, but like for the most part, it's playing both ways. Yeah. Uh, the thing that's consistent though, our referees are biased in favor of the home team. Uh. So in soccer, th- this is like uh, based off some studies they've done injury time is longer for the home team when it benefits them and then shorter when it doesn't. Oh, cool. Consistently. Also <laughs> for soccer, uh, home teams receive uh, a number, like considerably less red and yellow cards. So penalty wise, which is pretty consistent across the sports. Baseball, strike calls, um, home gets more favorable calls in crucial situations. This is interesting. So if if over like their study, the more favorable calls for the away team were in less crucial situations. So like think lower in the count as opposed to like strike calls, like no runners on as opposed to runners on. Uh, And then they like compiled that and over an MLB season, the difference in the strike calls and the crucial situations would total to 516 more strikeouts called on away teams and 195 more walks for home teams. Then football, home team gets less penalties than away teams. Uh, Now, this is another interesting thing. When instant replay was introduced, the win percentage for home teams decreased from 585 to
1: 56%. How long has instant replay been introduced?
0: Uh, This was a study. It was like a 10-year period of before and after. So like a sizable sample size also with uh, the instant replay. Sorry, I just hit your foot. uh, (laughs) Turnovers went from 8% to 4% for the home teams. Huh? Then again, hockey, basketball, same thing with the penalties being in favor of home teams. Also with baseball, the strike zone got more consistent once they introduced the, like the technology that does balls and strikes. It's still in favor of the home team, but it got more consistent. So All of this brings me to the fact that, and this is just one study, there's numbers out there, that there's consistent threads of home field advantage because of officiating. Yes. Which drives me nuts. I'm not here to watch the officiating crew decide the game. I want
1: the teams to do it. Do you think that maybe it's like a little secret, especially in like bigger leagues and stuff, maybe it's just a secret that you're like, hey, the fans came to see the home team, if you can, throw a couple calls their way. <laughs>
0: well, I, don't, I think it's more subconscious. Like, if right. Florida's going crazy over a call that you called a strike that was a ball, subconsciously, you're like, well, they're really loud. They, they might be right. or may, You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. bias creeps in. But at this point, why don't we just have automated strike sense? Like, if, if they're this biased, just let it happen. Because clearly... Those are tough, because, But think about it this way, though. When instant replay... And these like strike call reviews started going in. If bias went down, like even just having, because that's the other thing is that officials for the most part have no accountability for anything that they do.
1: Right. So you're saying like someone should radio in from New York to the umpire, striker, ball. Like, is that what you mean? Like,
0: I mean, I maybe it's just like an automated one that flashes on a screen. I don't know. This is just me coming up with ideas here. Or, or just any kind of accountability. Because it's the fact that if anyone talks out, they get fined. They can do whatever they want. That's true. Despite evidence showing that they're inconsistent.
1: I always like when people get in umpires' faces. I do too.
0: You know? I'm but then they get ejected and they get fined. The umpire can completely botch a game. Oh, yeah. And nothing. Nothing. There's no retribution for it.
1: Very true. That'd be interesting to see an automatic strike zone in the MLB.
0: So... I don't know know if that's the answer. I'm emotional at the moment. But it is frustrating. Because another option is maybe once you get to like super regionals, it goes to a neutral site. Mm.
1: Uh, I mean, Omaha is a neutral site.
0: It is. But like even once it's head-to-head. Like regionals, that's fine. It's like go ahead and incentivize the home team. You And besides, there's 64 teams playing. So like 16 have an advantage. That's okay. But then once it's head-to-head in the series, take it neutral. And so, like, maybe if we're playing Florida, we we play in Georgia somewhere.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. You can do that. So. I did not. That's pretty interesting statistics, though. That's soccer. what happens when like, I get dude, mad. I watched some of the freaking Manchester City. Who are they playing? On uh, Saturday.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I hate watching soccer. It <laughs> sucks. Like, I love the concept of soccer. I just hate, I hate, I hate the flops. I hate it, dude. Like, it just pisses me off because, like, someone will, like, quote unquote, like, push someone and then they'll fly 48 yards across the field and call their parents and cry. And I'm like, dude. It is kind of bad. But I mean, I, at the same time, I get it. Like, if you're a player and if you react like that and the officials. Well, half sports, half acting, go for it. Yeah. And the officials call that, but they don't call if you're, like, tough about it. little well, WWE. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, it, but it was like every, like, five minutes yeah. that happened. I was like, dude. And then you watch the instant replay, and you're like, come on, man. I know. But what do I know? I mean, they're more th- dude, What do I know?
0: What I do know is that was actually a perfect transition because Iceman is talking about soccer. What's oh.
2: up, everybody? This week's Unsung Hero goes out to Pep Guardiola. Pep Guardiola is the <laughs> manager or coach for Manchester City Football Club there in go. Manchester, yeah. England. Yeah the other team in Manchester. Manchester still bleeds red, and don't you forget it. But if you've been living under a rock and you haven't realized what they've pulled off this week, Manchester City just won the treble. And if you don't know what the treble is, because you're like Christian and you just became a soccer fan when it was convenient to become a (laughs) Manchester City fan this past week, then you should know that winning the treble is where you win the primary cup or trophy in your country, which is winning the FA Cup in England, winning the English Premier League, which they also did, And then winning the UEFA Champions League, which makes you the best team in all of Europe. Well, to Manchester City's credit, they've just pulled this off, becoming the second team in English history to do it. Well, the first team was also in Manchester in 1998-1999. But what Pep Guardiola does to get himself distinguished here is he has done it for the second time in two different leagues. The first time, he grew up in Spain, grew up through the Barcelona Academy, and Pep Guardiola pulled this off. In Barcelona, Hmm. they won the treble there. But then this past week, he welcomed himself into a one-of-one position right now, which is that he is the first coach ever to do it twice. He has now done it with Manchester City and Barcelona. So as much as it hurts me to say this, rips off a Band-Aid, pours salt in the wound, here's to you, Pep Guardiola. You're this week's unsung hero.
1: You know, and I've been a City fan. For a long time,
0: long, long time.
1: <laughs> I was. I just said I was watching them on Saturday. <laughs> Dude, I did. Shot. I did notice him though. I guess that was the game that they quote unquote won it. Um, he kind of has a demeanor about him. Yeah, this interesting demeanor where it's like he seems gentle but strong, but fierce. Yes, gentle, but gets the job done in the gentle. right way but a little bit rough, humble, but confident in his
0: abilities. <laughs> anyway, either way, Iceman though, what a man of integrity
1: to shout integrity. out teams that he hates wow. several times. I don't, I couldn't do that. I feel like we could all learn something from Iceman. A thing or two or two or, or three. Yeah. We should have him on. We should do uh Iceman's intellectual insights. Mm. Oh, mm. that's triple a lot smarter.
0: I, I three. All right. Florida. Oh, wait. We're tied up three to three in Florida, man. Yes. And I just found out someone's not prepared at the story.
1: Yeah, I'm not.
0: It's okay. I get it. You're scared. I, would I can be make
1: two. one up. Florida man rides coyote into a mall or Florida man gives flamingo to brother-in-law.
0: see. Both answers always see they're both true. <laughs> four to three. <laughs> uh, but anyway, we'll come back to it next week. We're still tied up. But the draft, Boo! but the yep. draft time, we sticking. I was gonna say sticking true. I don't know if I'm knowing English at all today. Staying true, probably. I'm right to live yep. PGA. We're doing it's a Might four, four pick draft, so two two. Two winners and two losers of the draft. You can do it in whatever order you want, but you can only pick two of each. Can I go first? I no, you can't go first. Because it is man. it is an even episode. Um, I don't know if you're gonna pick this or not, but I'm gonna go loser first. Okay. And it's gonna be Rory. Yeah. The man stayed true. He was pure yeah. of heart and he got hung out to dry. Yeah. So
1: I'm gonna go with a winner. And this is the easiest call I've made. Oh, yeah, draft. I, think,
0: I think, yeah, this is Phil Mickelson, Mickelson, yeah. I
1: mean, Phil Mickelson somehow came out ahead in this deal. Uh, Phil Mickelson, by far, is the number one winner.
0: This is kind of cheese, but Mm -hmm. a loser, you got to say Jay Monaghan's conscience. Like, he has nothing to stand on anymore. He came out as CEO, so from that aspect, he's kind of a winner. But the man sold his soul to the devil to do it. So you got to classify it somewhat as a loser.
1: Yes, yeah, that's tough, man. Just like, cause so many people are just hate him right now, especially the players that are calling for his head. I know. Well, you even heard in the, like the PJ players meeting, they were like, "There's players calling yeah. for him to resign." I would be, dude. If yeah. I was, if I was the freaking PGA. Yeah,
0: you you've been preaching at us to like that it's all this moral high ground. You bail a second, you leave us hung out to dry. Like, come on.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, I'm gonna say I don't know how much this guy made, but he's a huge winner in my book because he sucks now. So congratulations to him for getting the money, and that's Matthew Wolf. <laughs> I don't know if you remember Matthew Wolf, but Matthew Wolf for like a year was an absolute beast on the PJ tour, right? He had a full swing episode, right? He won a PJ tour. Which which event did he win? And he's only twenty four years old. But man, he sucks now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so is he a winner, a or loser, or what? He's, he's a, winner a winner because taking he the money. he sucked, but still got the money. Okay, that's yep. fair. Uh, so I've got one winner and one loser left. I'll do Brooksy. He's a winner. He yeah. came out on top. Yeah, took the money. Also, he can kind of claim that he's the reason that things are coming back together because his win and close win, or almost win and Masters, pushed it a lot. Brooksy kind of came out looking pretty good.
1: Dude, and he finished second in the Masters, and he won the PGA. Like,
0: this guy, he's played in two PGA tournaments? He's made a boatload of money. Oh, my gosh. He's played in two tournaments, played really well. So he's playing good golf, making a lot of money. And clearly he wanted to be playing in the PGA again. Let's be honest. Yeah. 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 And he's at the heat game. He's hitting the drum. He's doing everything. And he's clearly a winner right now.
1: He, but if I hear yeah. one more complaint or woe is me comment from Brooks Kepka, he's a loser.
0: Once again, <laughs> enter full swing episode. I'm so bad at golf. It's just
1: like, it's all I think about. and it's. I'm sucks. such a
0: loser. I'm terrible at it. All right, what you got? You got one of each left? No, you have you have two losers to go.
1: I have one loser. Wait, no.
0: No, you have two because I have one more pick.
1: I had Matthew Wolfe as a winner. And then Phil. I had Phil as a winner. Oh, gosh, I don't even know who a loser is. Mm. One loser I will say, in my opinion, mm-hmm. is Cam Smith. How so? So he took a lot of money to go,
0: uh-huh.
1: Right. Good for him, I guess, for taking the money. But he is, him and a few others were definitely outliers because they had their whole career ahead of them, Yep. right? Like Mickelson, right? Or even like Dustin Johnson, like they're, they're definitely on the tail end of their careers. But like Cameron Smith just won a major before he joined Liv. And I think that just tainted his reputation.
0: That's true. Question is, was it early enough that he can redeem it later?
1: Maybe. And I'm sure you could probably redeem it whenever you want. At the like, But of, like the Phil,
0: you could almost argue the opposite. That Phil had a... Like, yeah, there was a lot of controversy around him. But that he did this as a capstone at the end of it. That is all he's going to be remembered by.
1: Right. But That's a good point.
0: So I've got one winner left. Yep. Dude, other winner? CNBC did. Ooh, Somehow man. they got exclusive rights to release this. No one else had any idea what was going on. And they got to spill it? Somehow... Maybe they're in better than double too, but like either way, yeah. they came out looking pretty good.
1: I'm gonna say a loser, and this kind of a, uh interesting take: is Ricky Fowler. Ooh, take the money, Ricky. <laughs> he finally, for the first time, he's played pretty well this year, but like, you got to know when to take the money and leave. That's true. You know, like, he, he's kind of, it's like young 30s, and he's just getting worse. That's worse. Especially this year. But this year, he's, like, played better finally. But, dude, the last five years of Ricky Valor's hmm. career have been, like, very subpar. And he was one of the most outspoken people in the PGA Tour, so Liv wanted him. So just take the money, Ricky.
0: Yeah, that's fair.
1: I'm also going to say, side note to a loser, is Jimmy Dunn. And the reason I say that is because he was the one who called McIlroy and I'm sure he probably called a couple yeah. of the PJ players and like broke the news.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> McRoy told the interview, like, Jimmy texts him late one night and he says, can I call you in the morning? And McRoy's like, sure. Jimmy calls McRoy at like 6.30 <laughs> in the morning. And it's like, hey, so we're actually merging.
0: <laughs> well, like, and to add to it, yeah, he, he did this merge and brought these things together, but it was also very anti-Saudi PIF. For a while. Yeah. He said he would never work for them and clarified that this is working with, not for. So it's kind of like loser talk. Yeah. Other winner, I think it's Tiger Woods. He came out unscathed. You know, he, he wasn't really burnt by the players or burnt by Liv. That's true. He wasn't, he didn't go to Live and let that tarnish his reputation. He lost out on some money, but he already has a ton of money. Like he's kind of one of the few innocent bystanders. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, and plus he's always a winner.
1: He really is, man. There's a point in his career. He just was a winner. Mm. Now, though, he did make the cut at the Masters, which was fun to watch.
0: Oh. All right. Well, this was a ranty episode, but sometimes we need is that a word? ranty.
1: I'm going to scrutinize that later. You sounded smart there. Way to go. Bang!
0: Peace.